All right, guys, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. I have had a topic on my mind for quite some time, and I'm going to share it with you guys here today. And the, I guess, genesis of my idea for this podcast episode is a question that I get asked all the time, and that is, what are some book recommendations? All right, what are what are the most impactful books that I have read over the course of my reading career? And uh, people always want to know, and I get it because a lot of you guys are like me. You're always looking for the next book to pick up and read that's going to captivate you, that's going to teach you, that's going to make you a better human, a better servant of Christ, um, uh, increase your understanding on the world around you, uh, and it's really, really important. Reading is something I'm very, very passionate about. Now, it wasn't always that way. Uh, in my younger years, uh, I guess you could say I loved to read and write. When I was in middle school uh, and even throughout maybe my early years in high school, I was a very, very passionate reader and writer. I like to do both. When I was in middle school, I actually formulated a test on the Harry Potter series of books, right? I, I loved, that was a series that I loved when I was middle school age, and we had these tests that we had to take every year in middle school where, uh, I, I forget what they were called. It was like a advanced reading test or something. It was online, but basically you, you had to take multiple tests every school year showing that you read a book and you comprehended the book and I actually helped formulate a few of those tests that my peers had to take that uh, that read those books so I, I've always enjoyed it I, I've but but in those years it's where my passion really developed I never really liked uh, television for me reading is like watching a movie um, it's, it's how I learned best. I, I learned better from reading an actual paper book than I learned from listening to an audio book or listening to a podcast or, or, you know, even if it's an informational thing, uh, I learn better. It, 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 reading impacts me differently. Uh, it engages my brain in a, in a very unique way. Um, it provokes thought, deeper thought and consideration than I think listening does. And, you know, audiobooks are the the biggest thing nowadays, and, and I just I don't think they cut it, at least for me personally. And I guess I'm the only person that I can really speak for, but I don't think it's the same. Uh, now, I said I wasn't always that way. It's because in the, in the early years, I, I loved to read and write. It, now, when I got a little older into high school and even throughout most of my uh, time as a young man, my career in the Navy through my 20s, uh, really through my entire 20s, I kind of drifted away from my passion for reading. Uh, life got, I guess you could say, uh, a little overwhelming, and I didn't, I wasn't disciplined enough to carve out the time that I should have to continue uh, my passion for reading, and I, I feel like I suffered a lot those years, and I think that's partially because I, I wasn't partaking in reading. 
I really do think that in, impact me from impacted me from a, a mental standpoint, a, a wisdom standpoint. Uh, I think it impacted my development, my uh, my perception of the the world around me, and and uh, I don't know. I guess you could call my twenties my my dumb years. Uh, I <laughs> accomplished a lot of really cool things and did a lot of really cool things, but was definitely was definitely lacking in uh, in this I guess part of my life and luckily uh, I I have changed that and as I got a little older I'd guess my early 30s probably right around the time that I gave my life to Christ and I got saved I re-engaged with this passion this activity for reading and that's actually this is how I consume most of my content is through reading actual books. Um, I make sure that I read every single day, uh, usually twice a day. I'd say 95% of the time twice a day in the mornings and in the evenings. So it's uh, it, I, I've made some, some pretty bold statements about reading. I think I did a post the other day where I made the statement that if you don't read, uh, you're likely either lazy or dumb. And I say that for experience, or from experience, because the, the decade of my life where I wasn't reading, uh, I definitely look back on it and realize, well, that's probably that's kind of because you were dumb and lazy. I could sit here and make the excuse that it's because I was busy, but that's actually a lie. Reading is easy. Uh, it's easy to make time for it. Uh, but it's easier to make excuses. Now, this isn't just me. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not putting so much emphasis on reading, uh, just because of my own experience. I'm putting so much emphasis on it because I think when we look back at some of the greatest humans uh, that we that we know about. In the history of the modern world, there is a common thread amongst most of the greatest humans that you know accomplished the greatest things uh, during their time on this earth. Most of them were very passionate about reading, and so I want to share a few of them with you. We'll we'll take I guess maybe three or four examples here that might interest you, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Abraham Lincoln loved to read. He had a passion for reading. Uh, now, he taught himself to read, apparently. Uh, he had limited educational opportunities during his life, but he overcame that. He taught himself to read. He, he was known to walk long distances just to borrow a book, to get his hands on a book. He was hungry for that content. And if you could only imagine, back in that day, reading was the only way to gain knowledge. They didn't even have, obviously, the option to listen to a podcast or an audio book or a, a tape or a CD or anything like that. You had to gain information through reading a book. Now, uh, I just think... It's, it's pretty cool that 
he was that passionate about reading that he would walk a long distance just to borrow a book to be able to read uh, some of his favorite books. Abraham Lincoln was, and we actually share. I'm going to, here in just a minute, I'm going to talk about my top five, I think five, yeah, top five books, all right, that that I would recommend that really helped me and that I come back to year after year after year. Some of Abraham's favorites, Abe Lincoln, were Robinson Crusoe, Robinson Crusoe A Pilgrim's Progress, and Aesop's Fable. Let's talk about another great man of history that was a prolific reader, Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. Um, he is known to be one of the most well-read men in history. He was a huge advocate for reading. Uh, he wrote a 1916 memoir titled uh, Book Lovers Holidays in the Open, where he described his love for reading and all the ways that reading benefits him. That would be a pretty cool book to read, actually. I may have to get that one. Um, he, he read a wide range of books from Macbeth to Twelfth Night, Tom Sawyer, uh, the Pickwick Papers, uh, but he was known to be a very passionate reader. Winston Churchill is another one. Winston Churchill, he was the famed uh, United Kingdom Prime Minister Winston Churchill, he was a vicarious var- reader, the internet says. Uh, he loved literature. It greatly influenced his political and worldviews. Yes, that's what reading will do for you. He loved any opportunity to interact with authors and writers. That's pretty cool. His reading list was long and also diverse. Some of his favorites included The Time Machine, The Book of Exodus, Gone with the Wind, and a book called 1984. I've heard a lot about that book, and I have not read it yet. Last example right here we'll use is uh, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein, uh, the famed scientist. I hope all you guys at least know that name. He loved to read when he wasn't occupied solving the universe's greatest mysteries. He let himself unwind with books uh, some of his favorite was a treatise of human nature and the critique of pure reason. Um, so Albert was a big reader. Now we could go on and on and on with uh, looking back through history at the great men and women that have done awesome things with their lives, and we can continuously see this common thread of a love for reading. So I encourage you to start reading and stop making excuses like I made for over a decade of my life. I lost out on that, right? I told you I read twice a day. Um, I don't put on, I I don't put any standards on how much. Uh, It depends on how dense the content that I am reading is. It might take. It's obviously going to take me longer to read a book, like you've heard me mention in the last few podcasts. Um, uh, a Will to Believe by R. C. Sproul is the book I've been reading for probably the last 
month or more, and it's a very small book, but it's it's very very dense. Um, so I I don't say I don't say I, I read twenty pages a day. No, it's uh, depends on the content that I'm reading. So let's dig into kind of my top five, and of course the to make the top five, man. Uh, and, and of course, this could change the top. I mean, I might read an, a book at some point that bumps out one of these top five here uh, at some point. That would be hard to do, but these are kind of the five that, you know, in, in my most recent years being, you know, once I picked back up reading again, I would have probably been around 2012, so over the last decade, I guess. Uh, these are the books that I have come back to, that I've reread, uh, that I keep copies of, that I give copies away, uh, that I recommend to anyone and everyone. Uh, the first three <laughs> that we're going to talk about, these were the first three books that I read after I gave my life to Christ. Other than the Bible, obviously, uh, these are the books other than the Bible that I read that really helped me understand um, more about the nature of God and the nature of faith and and uh, the the Christian life. And I just come back to them year after year after year. So the first one that I'll talk about and recommend. Man, I share this, the passion for this book with Mr. Abraham Lincoln, and that is The Pilgrim's Progress. Now, this is probably one of the first uh, Christian books that I read as a Christian was The Pilgrim's Progress. It's written by John Bunyan, and it's an old, it's an old book. I don't even know when he when he wrote this thing. I don't guess it really matters, but he wrote it a long, long time ago. Now, The Pilgrim's Progress, it's written in the the old King James style of, um, of speech, all right? Just like your old King James Version Bible. Uh, when you first start reading Pilgrim's Progress, that might throw you off a little bit. But by the time you get about halfway through this book... It's easy. You you get used to it. And you know what I what I loved about reading The Pilgrim's Progress is reading that style of writing then helped me get used to that type of language. So it actually helped me when I went back and read my King James Version or New King James Version Bible, right? So it it helped me get used to reading that style of writing. Uh, so that's a huge thing this book did for me. Another cool thing about this book is it's actually, it's, it's, it's a story. All right, so it's not pure, purely informational. It's written out as a story. All right, and basically, on a very basic level, what the Pilgrim's Progress, what it does is it follows a fictional character. Um, throughout his life and it uses metaphors for 
the different challenges that we face as Christians. So things such as the Valley of Despair or the Vanity Fair, um, uh, and, and it's just, it, it is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece of a story because as it tells this story about the pilgrim going throughout his life and seeing his need for Christ and then accepting Christ and then walking uh, walking through life and trying to stay on the path and enter through the proper gate and all this stuff, uh, you will be able to relate all the challenges that you have faced in your life to the challenges that this fictional character faces along the course of the story that John Bunyan tells in The Pilgrim's Progress. It is so fun to read. It is so fun to read. Now, this book, it is so encouraging and informational and all the all the great things uh, that we want to get uh, out of time we spend reading, but it's not so dense that you can't just roll through it. You can roll through it because it's written as a story, right? So um, it's a fun read. It's valuable. It's so informational. And I just think it's probably, uh, it's in the top five. I mean, it is an absolute masterpiece. I highly, highly recommend. If you haven't read The Pilgrim's Progress, get it and buy multiple copies of it. Because if you read it, you're going to want to keep your copy and you're going to also want to give a copy to someone that matters to you because you, you're going you're gonna to see how much you get out of it. Um, and that, that goes for all of these books that we're talking about here today. So that was cool that that was uh, one of Abe's favorite books too. Uh, I don't know, that kind of made me proud. I didn't even know that until about five minutes ago when I looked that up. Um, all right, my second, my second one in my top five that we're going to talk about here today, and these are in no particular order, guys. This is just top five, all right? My second one is also a, uh, a, a book uh, that comments on faith, and that is a, another absolute masterpiece written by C.S. Lewis. Uh, if you guys don't know who C.S. Lewis is, he's Oh man, he's an amazing author. He was friends with um, J.R. Tolkien, the writer of uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, C.S. Lewis is known for writing some fictional pieces too. I think the Chronicles of Narnia is one, uh, I guess, series that C.S. Lewis uh, is known for writing. Uh, just had a an amazing imagination. Uh, he also had has an amazing ability to write things out in in terms and in ways that people can grasp them and understand them. So, Mere Christianity is a very very dense book. Now, this is one that's going to take you quite a while to to really read and grasp and understand, and it's probably going to take you reading it three, four, five times over the course of However many years, uh, every time you come back to it, every time I come back to it, I'm always re-engaged and learning something 
that I missed the last time I read it. So in Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis talks about uh, the meaning of the universe, right? Laws of human nature, um, what's behind the law. Uh, he talks about what do Christians believe, all right? Uh, he talks about uh, the behavior of Christians. He talks about things like morality, three parts of morality, social morality, uh, sexual morality. He talks about marriage, cardinal virtues. Um, he, he talks about so many important topics, and he talks about them in such logical terms uh, that it is just, it's an unbelievable book. Yeah. Don't expect to pick up mere Christianity and just fly through it and get everything in one go that it has to offer. Highly, highly recommend it, especially if you are new in your relationship with Christ and there are things that you just, you feel like you don't have a good grasp on, um, you know, the important topics, things that you're just struggling with. Uh, in terms of faith and belief and morality and uh, the, the really, really important things, man, check out Mere Christianity. I've probably, in the last five years, I've probably given away five or six copies of this book, and I've probably personally read it in the last three years uh, at least three times. So pick it up, study it. It's dense. Get ready. Number three that we're going to talk about here is another one by C.S. Lewis. If you guys can't tell, I like his style of writing. Uh, I just think that he was one of the greats, man. Sorry, I had to grab a drink of water. The third one we're going to talk about here, again, C.S. Lewis, this is the Screw Tape Letters. The screw tape letters. I mean, how do you even how do you even describe the screw tape letters? <laughs> um, I wish I I wish I could sum it all up for you guys. I will tell you essentially what the screw tape letters is. It is a it's written as a story. All right, so it's different than mere Christianity being mere Christianity being more informational, more dense. Screw tape letters, you read it through like a story. Screw tape letters is a conversation between two demons, essentially. It's a conversation between two demons. Uh, one is named Wormwood, and then the other is named Screw Tape. One of them is a is like a um a man in a in a manager position, all right, and the other one is is the, is his subordinate. And the conversation between these two demons talks about they they talk about how they interact with the humans that they are in charge of influencing here on Earth. Now, I don't know how in the world C.S. Lewis figured out how to write this way. I don't know how his mind figured out how to write this way, but the conversations that 
these two spiritual forces of evil have with one another in terms of how they are influencing their subjects here on earth, when you read this, you're going to think about things in your life, scenarios, influences. Um, You're going to think about temptations. You're going to think about all these things differently, and you're going to be able to see them much more clearly. All right? It really, to me, gives a beautiful picture of how Satan and the spiritual hosts of wickedness that are under him and actually in control of the world, how they actually interact and influence us as humans. Uh, it, it's, it's a masterful writing, The Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Really short read, really easy to read through, not a hard one. You could actually read it in a few days easily, but every time you go back to it, you pick out little details and you're like, huh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I've, I've, I, I can relate that to my life and um, absolutely love it. The fourth one that I'm going to talk about, all right, the fourth one I'm going to talk about is not a, a Christian book, all right? This is a more of a, I guess you could say, a history book. It is a biography on a very important person named Mr. George Washington or General George Washington. Now, this is the most recent book that I've read, and it makes the top five. It makes the top five because I'm going to go back and read it again. This book is called Washington, A Life. Washington, A Life. It's written by Ron Chernow, C-H-E-R-N-O-W. Now, it's a big book. It's a big, thick book. A lot of pages in this book. But it goes so in-depth to the life of one of the most... uh, Well, now I I consider him one of the most amazing humans, uh, definitely in American history. Now... Most of you guys would probably agree that George Washington was very important, but why? Why was he important? And who was he? And what did he struggle with? And how did he lead a group of untrained farmers and essentially country folks? Uh, How did he lead them? into battle and defeat the world power, Great Britain, to form this nation. When you read this book, you're not going to just get a picture of what Washington did, but you're going to get insight into his character. All right, in many parts of this book, uh, in many areas, it quotes uh, people 
who spent time with Washington, who served under him, all right, were intimate, in intimate relationship with him, knew him, um, and you get to understand more about his character, his leadership style, the things that he struggled with, how he overcame them, and it has changed my perspective. It has changed my perspective to know about this man, the things that he struggled with, and the way that he led. Um, it's changed my perspective on leadership. It's changed my perspective on what it took to, to form this nation that I live in the United States of America. It, it's changed my per- perspective on the sacrifice that these men made, the courage and the boldness that they had to do what they did so that now I can live, well, I can live in a place called the United States of America. We won't get political here, but I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, all you guys love to read books about leadership and uh, leadership style and um, all these, from, from all these different authors. Well, I want you to read this one about arguably the most prolific man and leader in all of American history. It's going to give you a new perspective and it makes the top five in my book uh you know another thing history is important it's probably the most important subject uh, for us to study and uh, just have a an array of knowledge of and this book gives you a lot of historical value along with the nature and the character of General George Washington. Yep, going back to read it again, it's that good. And then, of course, number five, you guys should know, it's the Holy Bible. No other book like it on the earth. I've studied it for a long, long time now, every single day, and it never, ever gets old. It never fails to show me something new about myself, about my creator, about life, about leadership. Um, it's just, you, it cannot, the Holy Bible is no, there's, it is no comparison. Uh, and if you don't even believe that if you don't believe in God or whatever, I still think the Bible would be the most impactful book that you could ever possibly read and study over the course of a lifetime. Obviously, it's much more impactful and much more meaningful if you have the Holy Spirit in you revealing the truth of Scripture to you. It's another unique thing about the Bible It is the living word, and that's why it never gets old. 
because it constantly speaks to us in different ways. So those are my top five, guys. I encourage you to uh, read more. You will benefit from it. The people around you will benefit from it. The world will benefit from it. And um, it's important. So we got The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. The Screwtape Letters from C.S. Lewis. Washington, A Life from Ron Chernow. And The Holy Bible, authored by the creator of the universe. Hope you guys enjoy that. I hope it clears up some of the questions that you might have had about my favorite books and what I would recommend for your next book to read. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you soon. Enough said.